Blog Talk Radio. We want to welcome you to another episode on MBKI Radio Broadcasting Network. Prepare yourself and get ready and allow the Spirit of the Lord to transform your mind. And here's your host, Apostle Anthony Baxter. Somebody needs to make that confession of faith tonight. Say it. I will never be the same. Not after being with you. Amen. 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 I want to welcome each and every person to MBKI's Kingdom Encounter. Hallelujah. We're going to be going over here for the next about eight weeks. Uh, leadership. Amen. Uh, there's going to be a more of an advanced series. Uh, once we get done with this, basically, we'll be going into the characteristics of a leader. Amen. How many of you know that you must qualify, amen, to be in leadership, to hold uh, offices and things of this nature? The Bible says so. Uh, we can go and look at uh, what Paul told Timothy. He said, if you desire to be a bishop, you desire a good thing. But then he goes into the qualifications. If you look at the apostles, when they came to them and said, the widows are not getting their fair share in the book of Acts, they said, go find seven qualified men. So there's qualifications for leadership. Amen. And so as we begin to understand what a leader is, how a leader functions and things of this nature, we also need to understand what is the characteristics? How uh, are we to hold ourselves as leaders? Amen. Glory be to God. So we're going to open up in prayer. Hallelujah. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we give thanks, honor, and praise unto you. We thank you for the breath of life that you have given us, Father God, in the beginning of this day, a day we will never see again and that we will uh, never seen before. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray that each and every individual that's within the sound of my voice have lived this day 100% in trusting in you, Father God, that is your will for us to follow you and your commandments. Amen. Lord, hallelujah. I pray that you may open up the hearts and minds of your people, Lord God. Hallelujah. That as your spirit moves and releases what it is that you have for us to receive, that we will receive it gladly, Father God, that we won't be hearers of this word, but we will be doers. We will apply these things into our lives, hallelujah, that we may be able to become more of a leader, not just in the church, hallelujah, not just in our communities, not even just at work, but even in our home. Glory be to God, hallelujah. So as we move forward, Father God, I just give you praise. I give you honor for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father God, continue to do what it is 
that you do best, and that is to love us despite of ourselves. Amen. Hallelujah. Just continue to worship. Continue to pray me. Hallelujah. Just begin to look at what God has done in this day. Hallelujah. Don't you know that His mercies are new every morning? Hallelujah. So just worship. Hallelujah. Take your mind off the day. Take your mind off of the things that have taken place and just focus upon His goodness, His love, His peace, His joy, His righteousness. Amen. Amen. Hey! 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Oh, Father, we magnify your name. Glory be to God. How many of you know we can't do nothing without the Holy Spirit? Amen. Hallelujah. I do not want to move in flesh. Hallelujah. I want to move in his spirit. The Bible says not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So we welcome the Holy Spirit upon this line on tonight. Hallelujah. Because I am not doing any teaching. It all is coming from him. Hallelujah. From the Father, amen, to teach us how to be true kingdom leaders, amen. How many of you know that we are from the kingdom? We are not from this uh, realm, this earthly uh, place. We're just kind of stopping through, but we're picking up things of this world, and we are reacting to them, are walking in them. The Bible says that we are not to be of this world, even though we're in this world. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are going to go into the word of God and get God's word upon leadership. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to open up with the opening scripture here. I'm going to have my reader. Hallelujah. My son, prophet Jeffrey Marshall. Amen. He's going to be doing the reading. Hallelujah. For today. Hallelujah. So give him praise. Amen. Glory be to God. Now, before we get started, so I want to give you a minute to go get your notebook, get your pad, get your pen, get your, your Bible. Hallelujah. Makes no sense to be on a line uh, that is teaching. Hallelujah. And you not take notes. How many of you know you're going to miss 60 to 75 percent of what is stated? But if you write it down, you have the ability of catching 45 to 50 percent. And if you read it three times, you can even get more. So study the word. Show thyself approved you know, uh, uh, get the stuff you need so you can get what you need. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds to go ahead and get what you need. And then we're going to have Prophet Jeffrey read Matthew chapter 24, verse 45 through 47. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So you got your pens, your pencils, your notepad, your your Bible, amen. So we're ready to go. We're ready to go. So we're going to go ahead and turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24, and we're going to read from verse 45 down to verse 47, amen. Verse 45 to verse 47 in Matthew chapter 24. Read to read. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. Amen. 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 So if you see here, he speaks of servant, and he speaks of giving that servant a purpose of ruling. That's leadership. Amen. Ruling. That's leadership. Amen. He made him a ruler, leading over. 
Amen. Glory be to God. So let's take a look at the definition of leadership. Amen. So what is a leader? See, now we can look at a leader, but let's let's look at a, a believer, a Christian leader. A Christian leader is someone who is called by God to lead. Now, I'm going to share something with you. If you go to the book of Genesis, it talks about when God said that I'm going to make man in my image, in my likeness. Amen. And then what he did is he gave them dominion. That means that he gave them leadership. So what am I saying? I'm glad you asked. All of us are leaders. Oh, yeah. All of us are leaders. But see, what we have done is we've allowed the things that we have done, we've allowed what people say about us, what we say to ourselves, our educational background, and all this stuff make us feel like we aren't leaders. But if you are created by God, living for God, you are a leader. Amen? Hallelujah. God didn't say, I'm just going to give a few of you dominion over the, the birds in the air and the fish in the sea and the, and, and, and the cattle on the land. He said, all men he has given dominion to. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So listen, we got Christian leaders. Is someone who is called by God to lead. He is to lead with. He is to lead with. Now catch this. He is to lead with and through a Christ-like character. He's to lead with and through, through Christ and the with the heart of Christ and the mind of Christ. Amen? If we go to 1 Timothy chapter 3, Verse 1 through 6, it reads this, and, and, and this, we talked about this in the, in the interim. It says, this is a true saying, if a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. But, now here, here's the thing, here's the qualifications. Now, a bishop must be, so that's letting you know right there, and that must stands out, because you must be. You can't halfway be. You must be. And the problem that we have today is many of the leaders aren't. If we're going to go through this, and you probably see all kinds of leaders that you're going to just say, oh, disqualified, disqualified, disqualified. Listen, it says a bishop then must be blameless. The husband of one wife, not sleeping with the sheep, okay? Not, 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 not a, have a girlfriend and a boyfriend, amen? Uh, one wife or one husband. Amen. Hallelujah. Be vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, nor a striker being abusive. Hallelujah. Or uh, greedy with filthy liqueur, but patient, not a brawler, but covetous. One uh, that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. Okay. So, oh, I'm sorry, in verse 5, and a man know not how to, if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the house of God? People of God, this is the problem that we're having right now. Many leaders don't know how to 
through their own house. So if you go to the house of God that God has put them over, it's just it's it's it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. You got everybody sleeping with everybody. You got gossip going all over the place. You got you, you, it's a mess. You see, it's it's it's, it's no wonder why God set to, to allow the churches to be shut down during this pandemic because there ain't nothing but a mess going on. But see, God had, in 2020, he brought exposure. He said clarity in 2020, 2020 vision. So we were able to see clearer. Now in 2021, it's house cleaning time. Amen? It's house cleaning time. Because we see. We, we see the fakes. We see the manipulators. We see the people that just want the money. You see, we see the people that are truly for the souls. Amen? We see. So now we cleaning house. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Again, a true leader leads with and through a Christ-like character. And we can sum that all up with one word, love. Amen. Hallelujah. One, one of the central tasks in leadership is influencing God's people towards God's purpose. Influencing God's people towards God's purpose. Not my purpose. Not the world's purpose. Not your wife or your husband's purpose. But God's purpose. You see, some leaders are leaving God out of the equation. You know, a lot of uh, of these these mainstream leaders have become motivational speakers, leaving God out of it. As long as your 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 flesh is is tingly and you you all energized and happy, they feel they've done their job. But see, God has called His leaders in the church to point people to themselves. And their sin nature so that they may repent and get right with God. We're forgetting about God in the equation. Amen. See, a Christian leader is one who leads and lives in exemplary life, meaning that he walks his talk. Amen. He he what he knows of the commandments, he does his best to fulfill. Amen. An exemplary, there it is, spiritual life. He's a spiritual visionary, one who operates in discernment. Have you ever seen one of these type of leaders? You know, they always seems to be happy and and have a smile on their face, despite what you may have seen somebody say to them or do to them, they still walk with their head high and look like they're at peace because they've already discerned the spirit in the individual, and they see the truth of the matter, which frees them from the emotional entanglement. You, you know that where they say 
the truth will set you free? Well, see, the truth will set you free from going into your emotions when you understand the motivation behind what someone is doing. You see? But see, you only catch things like this as you mature. And that's what this uh, leadership uh, training class is about, is maturing. You know, it's a process. We have some individuals that are with us that are just coming into leadership. We have some that have walked in leadership for a little bit. We got some that have been in leadership for some years. Amen? So we're all at a different uh, 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 maturity level. So we can't speed up the process. God is doing what God's doing in his timing and the way he wants to do it. But as long as you stay close to him and catch the things that you need, you will mature at his pace, not your pace. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Now, another thing about a, a, a leader, a leader uh, 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 has the ability to coordinate and influence others in the church for good purposes. What do I mean? There may be something that needs to be fulfilled. And the leader has the ability of saying things in such a way that it motivates and encourages the people to lock shoulders and get the job done. Have you ever heard that term? It's not what you say, but how you say it. See, a lot of leaders... They are saying things in the wrong way that is hitting people in the emotional place that is drawing them away from them instead of drawing them to them. So remember this, people. Watch what you say. Think before you speak. Put it in a way that is loving but stern. Amen? Because this is what Jesus did. Now, let me, let, let me explain this. Not everyone who holds a leadership position is walking as a mature leader. One of the things that we, we must get back to is putting people in a position when they are prepared for the position by the word of God. Not because of who they are, who their parents are, you know, uh, 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 how long their parents have been in the church and all these other things that ain't got nothing to do with the ability that the individual may have. We must allow people to mature into full maturity. So when they go into that position, now when I say full maturity, understand that we're always going to be working on this. You can tell when someone is ready to take upon the emotions of the sheep and not fall into a, 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 a fall into their own emotions, into their own feelings. You know that term where they say, man, get out of your feelings. See, a lot of leaders, they, they smile, but they, they in their feelings, and then they take that stuff and they start spewing it over the pulpit. And then they got people in the congregation knowing that they're talking about them, 
And then what do they do? They don't come back again. You see, I blame the leaders for people leaving these churches that people are leaving from, saying that they're wounded. Now, understand this. Everyone that walks into a church is broken. We all are broken. And we come to the church for healing. So it's to be expected to be hurt by some people because hurt people hurt people. But being the leader of the ministry of the church, there must be things in place and people in place and an atmosphere of love that this doesn't go on to the degree in which it's going on today. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. That we call that a virtual amen. Okay, I got it. All right, amen. All right, amen. All right. I'm gonna have my reader go to Matthew chapter four and verse nineteen. Why don't y'all follow him? Matthew chapter four and verse nineteen. Amen. Glory be to God. When you get that reader, go ahead and read. Amen. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Matthew chapter 4, verses 19, and it reads, And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishes of men. Amen. So Jesus said, Follow me. Still saying, Follow me. But the difference of today from then is Jesus was a man upon the earth walking. Today, he's a spirit in the leaders that he has placed in position. He's saying, follow them. Because as you follow them, you're following me. Why? Because I called them into this position. To do such a work to bring you to full maturity so that you can go out and do thus, says the Lord. See, we get all caught up in the signs and the wonders and prophesying and all this and that and the third, but we don't have no clue of what a true leader is supposed to be. We just figure if we can prophesy and, 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 and do some healing. We got everything in check. That ain't, you know, that's part of it. But there's a whole lot more to it to be a all-around full and gifted leader. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Jesus said to them, "Follow me," and they left their nets, and they had followed him. Do you understand that when you follow Christ, that you are dying to yourself? You are letting go of everything that you may have known before you follow. See, you got to remember, follow. What does that follow mean? That means that whatever you're following, that's what you're doing. Nothing else matters. You're following. Follow me. Amen. Hallelujah. So he said this. He said this. He said that they put down their nets. They were in the boat with their father sewing up the net, getting ready for the next fishing expedition. 
And Jesus came by. He said, follow me. They threw down the nets and it was gone. They said, howdy, pop, see you when I see you. They, they didn't, everything that they knew, they left behind. Everything that they knew, they left behind. People of God, leaving all is a requirement for men that are being led into discipleship. It's, it's imperative. We must release everything. And this is why I believe that it takes us longer than what it ought to take us to get to that place because we have a hard time letting go. Letting go. Not just the material, but we let, letting go of people. Letting go of places, letting go of things. They, they let had to let everything go. Everything go. I believe that 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 there may have been some that were married and they had to send money home because we following the Lord. Maybe they reunited down the line. I don't know, but they released everything. They let let everything go. Amen. Hallelujah. Another thing that it says in there is this. It says that uh, 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 where did that go? Mm-hmm. Matthew verse 19, 27 and 30. Matthew verse chapter 19, verse 27 and 30. What does that read, reader? Matthew 19, verses 27 through 30. Verses 27 through 30. Uh-huh. It reads, it says, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? 28, and Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And then it says in verse 30, in verse 30, what does it say in verse 30? Uh, but many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And the last shall be first. Amen. Now you have to remember back in those days, <clears throat> the Christians and every they were they were last. They were you know nobody you know they were they were they were troublemakers. They were last. And then you had the Pharisees and the Sadducees that they walked around and everybody just honored them and bowed down to them and this and then the third. Amen. Hallelujah. But Jesus says here. But those that forsake everything, see that word forsake means just leave everything, leave, just let it go. Forsake everything for me, he says, shall inherit everlasting life. So what is he saying? He's saying that the, those that are first upon the earth, those that everybody's bowing down to, those that, that, that are walking around like they got everything going on and, and this and the third, that are first. In the end time, they'll be last. And those that are barely making it, striping and, 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 and but, but loving the Lord and trusting in God, they will be first in the kingdom. Now, now Christ didn't say that they, these folks wasn't going to make it in. He just said they're going to be last. See, so they'll be like we was on the earth. 
But see, we gonna be the ones behind mighty walking around, you know, doing, you know, having the things and doing the things because we put our trust in God on the earth. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter fourteen, and we're gonna to go to verse thirty-one and read down to verse thirty-three. That's Luke chapter fourteen, verse thirty-one. And we're going to read down to 33. Luke 14, 31 to 33. And mm-hmm. read, or what king going to make war against another king sits not down first and consulted whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000? Or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and desires conditions of peace. So... Likewise, whoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. So what is he saying here? Do you see? You see, we've we've gone to three different scriptures that are speaking of forsaking, letting go of all, not some, but all. This verse here tells us if we don't let go of all, we don't qualify as being one of his disciples. This, this is the Bible. So if you can't let go of the things of this world, then you do not qualify for being his disciple. Things that you are doing is in vain because you are still holding on. You're still holding on. So my question before we move forward, people, and really check yourself, what is it that you're holding on to? What is it that you are holding on to? Because before we move, we're going to let go of these things so that we can be true disciples of Christ, not holding on to anything in this world. Understand this. Everything in this world we are leasing. We do not own. It is not ours. It's all his. The clothes you're wearing, the glasses you got on, everything that you see with your eyes is not yours. Even the skin, you ain't even yours. You were bought by the price. Amen? So what do you own? Nothing. That's why it says store up your treasures in heaven. Because whatever is going to be yours should be stored up in heaven where you will live eternally. Amen? What is it that you're holding on to? Listen here. We must understand that Christ rose and he sits on the right hand side of the Father. And what he did when he went up is he said, I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you my spirit. That will reveal to you all things, all truth. Amen. So now his spirit rests within the vessels that he has placed in position to, 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 to lead, to teach, to activate and elevate his people. But one of the problems that we have these days is arrogance and pride 
I ain't going to listen to him. I ain't going to do what he say. But see, if it was Jesus, you know how, you know, it's kind of funny how, you know, people that may know you, they ain't going to do nothing that you want to tell them to do that's good for them. But then let some strangers, somebody that maybe has some money or some power, tell them to do exactly what you told them to do and watch how fast they do it. Why is that? Why is that? Turn your Bibles to 3 John chapter 1. And we're going to read verse 11. 3 John, that's back there by Revelations, by the end of the book, y'all. Chapter 1 and verse 11. Read it. 1 verse 11, and it reads, Behold, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God. But he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Amen. He that doeth evil hath not seen God. So who's doing evil around you? Who's acting crazy around you? They haven't seen God. They haven't seen God. The Bible says that we must discern the spirit of the leaders that is leading us into our purpose because we can get connected with leaders that may be leading us to hell. Amen. You see, just because a person can hoop and a person can dance and a person can put some words together and sound eloquent doesn't mean that they're a true leader. That just means they done polished themselves. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. I want to look at this word evil in the Greek. For some reason, that is sticking out to me. You see, because we, we look at words, and, and, and most of the time, we, we assume we know the definition of the word, but when we come to find out what the true definition is, then the verse makes a little bit more sense. So let's look at the word evil. Amen. Evil is to do harm. There's many leaders that are doing harm to individuals. Amen. Doing harm to individuals. It says, but he that doeth Evil, or let's change that word. He that doeth harm has not seen God. My God, if we lined up all the leaders in America, I wonder how many of would, would be disqualified. He ain't seen God. Next. You ain't seen God. Next. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My God. My God. My God. Obedience to the one you're following. Leaders. We must be obedient to the chief apostle, Jesus Christ. We must be obedient to the chief apostle, Jesus Christ. The Bible says, if you love me, you will follow my commands. Leaders, it's important that we follow the commands of God that we know. We need to read the Bible. We need to dissect the Bible and find every 613 commands from Genesis to Revelation 
and do our best through the spirit of God to live by him. To live by him. Why? Because it shows the Lord that we, that we love him. That's what he says. He says, all this other stuff is good, but if you really love me, just do what I say. Bottom line. And being leaders, we must do as the word says. Why? Because we're being watched by everybody. And they're just waiting for us to do something that is outside of the will of God. Look at the Pharisees and the Sadducees and how they tried to get Jesus to do something outside so they can blame him and then torture him. Amen. See, the way the Pharisees and the Sadducees are responding is the way that Satan is responding to us leaders. As we say one thing and do another, goes up and says, look at that leader there. Look at that leader, Anthony. You know, put the woman, the woman called him his name and he slapped her. Look at what he did. You see? Coming out of character. That's what the enemy wants us to do. Come out of character. He wants to get into our emotions. He wants to get us to react. So people are saying, that's a leader? You see, it, 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 it's all it's all Satan because he people hear the word Christian and they're like, oh my God. There's another one of Christians. You know, they, they talk all this stuff, but they act as worse as we do. That's why I ain't going to church, because they, they say one thing, and yeah, 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 you see? See, but God is, 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 is turning that around because of the clarity. You see, all of them, 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 them fake and all those, they, they start to fall off. You see, as, as, as they need to see, we, we're, coming, we're coming to a time where all we got is, is Christ. That's it. You know, it's going to come a time. Let, let, here, let me, here, let me school you on something. Listen. Back in the 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s, you see, every family had a farm. They had a cow. They had chickens. They had, they had a garden and vegetables. They grew their own food. They, had, they got their own water. They were not reliant upon anyone except themselves. And if things didn't work out, oh, my God. If the crop didn't come up, oh, my God. They didn't have a plan B. But listen, now we don't have that luxury. You see, ever since the microwave, we want things quick. You see? So now we rely upon the government for everything, for our food, for our education, for our clothing, for everything. So when they cut that thing off and say, you can't get nothing from us unless you do A, B, and C, what are you going to do? See, leaders, we must, we must look at this stuff because this is biblical. Amen? You see? So when this stuff takes place, how are you going to react or respond? You see, this is where our relationship with God, with the, 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 our faith, our, our, our faith must be, be, be built up to a place to where those that are following us will see us stand in the midst of, and they will say, he's standing, I'm going to stand. You see, this is why you see leaders falling off. 
I seen a leader on the, on the television talking about she stepping down from pastoring because of uh, taking care of her. What kind of? She wasn't called to. She wasn't called. That she, she looked at it as a job. This ain't a job. It's a lifestyle. We are called to this. We were created for this. The Bible says, hallelujah, that I knew you before you were even in your mother's womb, that I ordained you, I purposed you for this. I've equipped you with everything that you need to fulfill the purpose. Is it going to be easy? Oh, no. But I'm here with you. My God. My God. Turn your Bibles to James chapter 4. We're going to read verse 8. James chapter 4, verse 8. We're talking about right now being obedient to the one you're following. Be obedient to the one you're following. God has placed the individual in your life to prepare you to, 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 to activate things that are in to stretch you, to take you out of your comfort zone. And what happens is as individuals begin to mature, it's just like a child that's turning from 12 to 13. Now that I'm a teenager, I'm grown. I ain't got to listen to you no more. Do you know who I am? You see, we, we, we get the big head. You see, you see, this happens uh, uh, happened to me, but see, the thing I would tell you is God knows how to humble some folks. He knows how to humble some folks. God will chastise you because he loves you. But it's up to us to catch it, to learn from it, and to move on. Amen? James chapter 4 and verse 8. Read that, reader. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Amen. So to follow in this case is to come near. The Bible says that as you come near to me, I will come near to you. God ain't just going to run up to you. He wants to see what you're going to do. As you come to him, he's going to come to you. The prodigal was coming on home. And the prodigal's father met him halfway down the road. And he loved him. Just like God will love you. Just continue to draw closer to him. And as you draw closer to him, those things that are not of him will begin to fall off. Because they can't stand the glory. The closer you get to the glory, the more things that are of this world will begin to fall off. Amen? This is why the enemy don't want you to... Draw nigh unto him because he knows that as you continue to take steps closer, that his demise is ruined. Amen. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to read verse 1. We're almost done, y'all. We're almost done. Amen. I, I want to try to keep these classes about one hour, and the reason being is it's a lot of information, and I, I, I want you guys to take this week and to chew on this. 
to really understand the things that are coming forth. I really hope that you're taking notes so that you can go over the notes within the week. Amen. So when we come back together next week, we can move on to the next step of the process. Amen. One step, one step, we're moving. You see what I'm saying? We're moving. We're going somewhere. Amen. Hallelujah. So make sure that you're taking notes. Make sure that you you, you ponder this stuff. You, you, you look it over. Amen. Hallelujah. Because at the end, I'm going to tell you something. You are going to be a lot more mature. Whether you act upon it, that's on you. But the information, oh, you'll have that. So blood's off my hands. It's on you. Hallelujah. All right. So we got 1 Corinthians. Our, uh, yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Read. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Mm. You are to be followers of your leader. Now, 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 understand something, people. This is the command of God. But he also says this. As your leader is a follower of him. If your leader ain't being a follower of him, don't follow that leader. Because he's going to lead you to hell. We got people following leaders that got all kind of stuff going on. And they know about it, but they still follow them. Come on, man. This is your life you're talking about. Make sure that you're putting your soul in the hands of somebody that cares about it. Amen? I mean, have you ever thought, what is eternity? How long is eternity? Because you're fooling around with folks that, 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 that is mishandling your soul that can put you in hell for what? Eternity. So make sure that the leader that you are following is following the chief apostle and is walking this thing out. The Bible says that we should discern the spirit and know that it is of God. What kind of fruit does this leader have? Does he have any fruit? Amen. Does it, is this fruit withering away? You know, we, 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 we really got to be careful in these last days because there's a lot of false prophets. There's a lot of false leaders. And there's a lot of falseness going on in the church. It's sad to say, but it's real. Sad to say, but it's real. Amen. You are to be a follower of your leader. Let me say something. A father and a son, when the son grows older, someone that knows the father and is hanging out with the son will see traits of the father in that son. Same with the daughter and her mother. They will see traits of that mother in the daughter. So as you follow your leader, you're going to find traits of your leader in you. Amen. That is, if your leader and you, because it takes two to do the job well. Amen. Glory be to God. Follow your leader if your leader is following Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 13. And we're going to read verse 17. Hebrews chapter 13. And let's read verse 17. Uh, when you get there, reader, go ahead and read. Verses 17. 
And it reads, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Amen. Amen. Understand this, people of God. As leaders, we we are held accountable for your souls. So when the day comes and we stand before the Father, the Father is going to ask us about you and your soul and why, what, when, where. And I myself would love to sit there with a smile on my face and say they all listen, they all obey, they all submitted under me as I submitted to you, Father. I don't want to be grudgingly where it'd be like, man, he just wouldn't listen. I mean, he, he thought he knew everything. He, he was prideful. You know, with, with I don't want to do that because then he's going to come at you. And then we both going to be in trouble. Amen? So obey and submit to your leader because it's not just beneficial for him or her. It's beneficial for you. Because it shows your humility, your humbleness, your servanthood, or excuse me, servitude. Amen? Knowing how to serve. Because a good leader is a good servant, as well as a good follower. Remember that, people. If you want to be a great leader, be a great follower. Here's the other thing I, I want to talk about. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to close with this. Many of us have come from some uh, uh, come come from some places. You know, I know I I, I didn't do so much dirt, man. I'm telling you that, boy. You know what I mean? We've done some things. Even 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 in in Christ, we've done some things. Amen. And see, what the enemy tries to do is he tries to continue to remind us of those things that we have done so that we feel like we are not worthy of the things of God. Amen? But let me tell you, it doesn't matter what you have done in your life. His word will not return to him void. If he has called you, if he has, has, has called you into the office of an apostle, uh, a prophet, evangelist, a, a preacher, a teacher, a deacon, an overseer, a mother, hallelujah, it will not come back to him void if he spoke it. He is not a man to where he shall lie. So a lot of the things that we had to endure, a lot of the things that we had to go through, we had to go through for the preparation of what we were called to do upon the earth. Don't let the enemy get you to look at it in a negative uh, way. Amen? Turn your Bibles to Matthew 26. We're going to read verse 69 to 75. It's a little reading, but I really want you to catch this because it's important. Leaders coming up right now don't feel like they are meant to lead. 
because of the lifestyle that they've led or the lifestyle that their parents led, what they grew up in, things that they've done. So they don't feel that they are meant to lead. But the devil is alive. Amen. And we're about to find out. Matthew chapter 26, verse 69 through 75. Now, Peter said, Without in the palace a dam a damsel came unto him saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what you say, what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And and after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou art also one of them, for they speech beware thee. Then began he to curse, to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crowed. 75. And Peter Remember the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Amen. Amen. So understand this. Peter, when asked, Christ asked, he said, Who is it that they say I am? He says, Some call you this, some call you that. He said, well, who is it that you call? Who, who do you say I am? Peter says that you are Christ, the, the Son of God. And he says, this, he said, the only person that could have told you that was God. He said, but upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. See, so this is what was spoken over Peter. Amen. But let's look at what Peter did after he was told this. He denied Christ because he was scared that they were going to do the same thing to him that they were doing to Christ. Amen? Now, after he did, he, 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 he uh, stated he didn't know him the third time, the cock crow they walking Jesus about to about to uh, they done beat him to a pope. They can't you can't even you don't can't even don't even you don't know what he I mean his mother couldn't even tell what it, it was him. And just imagine Peter turning around and seeing him all tore up from the floor, and then remembering what he said he was going to do. That'd be enough to just break you, wouldn't it? But even though when he rose, he told Mary Magdalene to go gather the apostles and go get, wouldn't that tell you that anything that you did could not weigh or hold a stick to what Peter had done? So why is it we are allowing the enemy to tell us 
that we're not worthy of being a leader for Christ. Despite what we may have done, if you killed somebody, raped somebody, if you, if you, if, 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 whatever, whatever, that is the life that is no longer. The, the Bible says, behold, all things have passed away. All things, all things, all things, all things become new. You are a what? New creature. New means new. That means whatever was old is gone. Whatever was, this is new. It's a new thing. It's not refurbished. It's not tuned up. It's new. Amen? Hallelujah. So all that old stuff is old. It's gone. Put it away. Bury it. Don't dig it up. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. Move away from it and walk in your newness of life. Amen. Glory be to God. Go on down to Acts. Go to Acts chapter 7. We're going to read verse 58 through 60. Y'all, we'll be done here in about five minutes. Amen. Acts chapter 7, verse 58 through 60. Acts 58. And cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And were stoning Stephen, and he was invoking and saying, Lord Jesus, give welcome unto my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Amen. He died. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now let's go back up to verse 58, where it says that, the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet. Who was that young man? It was Saul who became Paul on the road to Damascus. So what is this letting us know? That Paul was right there as this murder was taking place. As they did all this, he was a murderer. He was killing Christians. Amen? But don't you know that he wrote one-third of the New Testament that we read today? So if he can kill Christians, kill an apostle, or no, uh, uh, Stephen was a deacon. He was a deacon. A deacon. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's either a deacon or an evangelist, but I'm, I'm quite sure he was a deacon. Amen. Hallelujah. And he still was loved by God enough to be able to be transformed on the road to Damascus. Now, whatever you have done in your life could not amount to something of such. Stop letting the enemy get into your mind and tell you that you a mess and God don't want nothing to do with you because God wants everything to do with you because he created you and he loves you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to skirt over this real quick for time's sake. Hallelujah. I have sons and daughters over there on the East Coast that got to go to work tomorrow. So I really appreciate y'all hanging in there uh, uh, with us. Hallelujah. That's why I want to keep it about an hour so that y'all can get uh, what you need to get. You can digest it. 
Hallelujah. And you can still get the rest you need to have a great day tomorrow. Moses killed an Egyptian in uh, Exodus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. He killed someone. He looked to the left, looked to the right, and then went and killed him. Amen. Glory be to God. But yet and still, he was called to come back to Egypt to set the captives free. To set the captives free. People of God, hallelujah. To be a great leader, we must be a great follower. To follow we must humble ourselves because sometimes we're going to be asked to do things we don't want to do. We're going to be, uh, 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 things are going to be brought to our attention about us that we don't want to hear, but we must stand flat footed and receive. Thus says the Lord, because if it's a true leader that you have overseeing you, everything that they are doing is done in love. It's done in love. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we just give you honor. We give you praise. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for teaching us tonight. It's so important to make sure that we are being led by true leaders of God. Open up our discernment, our eyes and our ears that we may see, that we may know that our leader is being led by the Spirit of God, not the Spirit of man. That we may receive everything we need to get to the next level to fulfill our purpose. Show us our leaders. Expose them to us, Lord God, that we know that we are in good hands. Let this word, Father God, not fall to the ground, but let it go into fertile soil that it may take root and grow. And much fruit will be bared upon the limbs. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, people of God. Uh, if you have any questions, any concerns, inbox me, email me. If you have any prayer requests, inbox me, email me. Those that will be listening on podcasts down the line, hallelujah. Same thing. If you have any questions or concerns, just send me an email at Anthony Baxter, B-A-X is an X-ray, T-E-R, at M-B-K-I Ministries dot com. Hallelujah. And give me uh, about 24 hours. I will have a reply back to you. Amen. I'll have a reply back to you. Amen. Hallelujah. And I I don't think that there's no one on the line that does not know God. Hallelujah. But hallelujah, those that uh, do know God and feel that they have not 
been following uh, the leadership that God has placed before them, or maybe you don't even have a leader. Amen. Glory be to God. If that be you, please inbox me on Facebook or send me an email. Hallelujah. I would be glad to temporarily uh, assist in overseeing you until you find someone in your local area to be able to assist. Amen. Or if God sees it fit, we'll just carry upon whatever God has for us to do. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give praise and honor. Hallelujah to you. To you, Lord God. And for those, Lord, that do not have leadership, a covering over them, Father God, I pray that you may lead them, Father God, to a true leader of God that will be able to lead them, guide them, direct them, activate what is in them, push them and stretch them, Father God, that they may get into the uh, a position, Lord God, that you have deemed for them to be in. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, oh, we give praise, we give honor, and we give thanks. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. All right, y'all, next week, hallelujah, we're going to be uh, going over, uh, going to be a leader must lead. That's part two of this eight-week study. The topic is a leader must lead. You must lead. You can't have that in you and not lead. Amen? You're the head, not the tail. Amen? Lead. So we're going to talk about this next week. But until then, y'all, listen. Walk by faith, not by sight. We love you, and we shall see you on next week. God bless you.